of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations, my fellow Sky Watchers from all corners of the globe or the flat earth, depending on what you believe. Welcome to Sky Watchers Radio right here on this lovely February 18th on the Dark Matter Radio Network. As usual, I am the pilot on this ship that airs every week right here on this network. My name is, of course, Angel Espino, the one that matters. Live from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. With me, as always, though, is the other guy. Where are you? Uh, right. Where are you hiding at, the other guy? Actually, I am home tonight and about to go to Boston to oh, the nice. wonderful freezing weather. And I am so looking forward to it. I can cry. I am not looking forward to the cold weather. And, you know, uh, it is kind of nippy out here in South Florida tonight. It's actually like yeah, 50 yeah. degrees out. It's cold, man. I that know. Still- it's not, I was not planning on having to deal with cold weather already, but it's there. So, you know, what can you do? No kidding. You know, uh, it was funny seeing people today dress up for cold weather because, you know, you're not used to that down here. Everybody's like wearing sweaters and things. And I'm just not used to seeing that here in Florida. Strange things happen. Indeed. But, you know, know, this is the winter here in Florida. It lasts about three days, and then it's heat. (laughs) Is that what they're calling for? That's what we're calling for. Well, that's Uh, winter now. It's like three or four days of winter. That's all we get. It's pretty sad, actually. Well. But it's okay. Yeah, I'm coping with it. I'm fine with it. Through the cold, through the rain, through the snow, there always comes a little ray of sunshine to us all. Now, I want to make one statement here, and I'm not going to dwell on this for too long. I'm going to do this really quickly. Uh, Just sit back and follow along here, other guy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to address something real quick to a gentleman on a different network. I think they're called the I Need Change Network or something like that. Um, Anyway, he I'm not going to say his name uh, just because, well, I don't want to. But I'm just going to call him our little ray of sunshine. Okay. I heard uh, a show he did recently, and he addressed me on the show. See, he didn't mention my name also, but he was very clear who he was talking to. Oh, uh, okay. And, he made it out to be, we right. know who you are kind of thing. Right, exactly. One of those things. And mm. I just want to say that after five minutes of him just going on and on and on and on and on, saying that I sound bitter, and the stuff right. that he was saying really reflected back on him, I think, because he really came off very bitter. And I'm sorry if you're bitter about the so-called divorce, but well, these, these things, things happen. happen. Look, and, and anybody who follows this show and, it's, and has been following uh, my tweets over the last couple of weeks know that I got into a little heavy. <laughs> Dude, I don't even follow your tweets. Come on. You're one of the few. 
But there I are don't. people out there that follow my tweets. Believe it or not, there are people that follow uh, my tweets. I'm just not believing it. I really don't believe it. You're How lying. can you not no believe it? Listens. No one listens to you. Oh, that's not true. That's hogwash, my friend. Hogwash. They do listen. Well, listen. Look. So anybody who's been following my tweets, right? Right. Knows that I got into a little back and forth, uh, you know, with a couple folks uh, from the other side. And I don't mean death, by the way. Not what I'm talking about. But see, those attacks, uh, you know, that went back and forth weren't instigated by us. And I just wanted to make that clear. They were instigated by him and his camp. And look, we're all doing radio for fun. Some of us are getting paid. Some of us are not. But at the end of the day, we're doing it for fun. We're doing it because it's a, it's a form of escapism. Uh, it also, you know, we get to interact with a lot of really cool people, like the guy we have on tonight, Jesse Marshall III, is going to be with oh, us. I am so looking forward to talking to him. I owed him a phone call, and because of yes, you did, by the way, and and he's upset. I'm gonna he's I'm gonna clear the you, air, sir. and I'm gonna explain to him why I couldn't call him. Um, you know, it's been a little bit more than a crazy, crazy three weeks for me, to say the least. Um, you know, there's there's been some health issues with the girlfriend's family and she lost someone really close in the family that's sort of tied me up plus i've had idiots just not doing what they're supposed to well, when working for me let's not get too far off topic here but speaking okay, of idiots fine. uh going back to what i was talking about um look little ray of sunshine just do your show Nobody really wants to get into any beefing back and forth. Look, we're all grown-ups here, okay? Uh, Wait, that might not be entirely true. Well, I'm a grown-up, at least last time I checked. I'm a Toys R Us kid for the rest of my life, but hell. You are. This is true, though. He is going to be a Toys R Us kid forever. That's right, but I just figured out how to get paid for it. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because this whole thing really uh, sparked off, uh, and it was really accidentally my fault in a sense because it all started when I put out a tweet a, a few weeks ago uh, when I put out a tweet with the pictures that got loyalty. I don't know if you got wind of that either, other guy. No? No, can't say that I did. I choose well, to ignore most of your stuff. So you need to stop doing <laughs> that if you're going to be on the show. I mean, <laughs> You know I'm just having fun. I mean, seriously, other guy. What? <laughs> I'm just having fun with you. You know why? Because it's so easy. <laughs> well, what I'm getting at, though, is that that little tweet, which, by the way, I erased because I was asked uh, to, you know, tone it down a little bit. So I did. You know, I, I like to play by the rules, right? So I toned right. it down just a tad. And as I did that, uh, I haven't said anything else about the dude. And I got attacked really unprovoked by his camp. And look, it's cool, man. I understand. You know, you're a little bit upset that our ratings have been really good and yours not not so good, to say the least. At least that's what I've been hearing. And, you know, you, you've got some sort hey, of Hey, listen, it's all in the numbers, man, you know? Yeah, you know, it is. The whole thing is, is that, every, you know, those of us that are actually running the shows, we get to see real-time numbers and sometimes... You know, people aren't happy with the numbers that we have because we sort of stomp on other people's numbers. That's pretty much was, uh, it. Was right that now. a nice way of saying it? That's a nice way of, of putting it, yeah. That, that is a nice way of putting it. It's not it, done purposely. It just happens to be that more people listen to us than other people. Right. Exactly. So anyway, you done? Yeah. Okay, good. I thought... So you know, anyway, moving on. I was phrasing it okay. No, no, you did. You did good. You did good. considering you haven't really been paying attention to anything that's been going on. You did pretty good. Well, the whole well, the whole thing is, is you know, we 
you know, from what I, I've tried to stay neutral and not get myself involved, and the whole thing is, is that you know, what it boils down to, the politics of this thing right now is, is that people are pissed off that we got better numbers than they have. That's all it really boils down to, and we're sorry, you know. You know, I'm not saying it from your end, but from my end. Right, right. Don't preach, get angry preach. at me or don't get angry in general because, you know, certain people made a choice not to continue with their alliance. And because of that, they lost listenership. How is that our fault? And how is that? How does that give someone a right to be upset at us? Please explain this to me. I don't understand exactly uh, the logic either other guy. But look, at the end of the day, all I'm trying to say is, and uh, we're not going to spend too much time on this, uh, because it's really not worth our time, and there's other stuff to go to, and we got Jesse Marcel III waiting in the wings to talk about flying cars, and that's much more important than Little Ray of Sunshine. But going back to Little Ray of Sunshine for a second, just do your shows, man. Do you. Just do what you do, you know, whatever it is that you do, your niche, you know, your, your... tailor-made, you know, prop, you know, propaganda-filled show. That's great. Do what you got to do. It's all good. Look, I support everybody who does radio, whether you're big, small, anybody who's interested in doing radio, I say go for it's it. It's a hard do job it. for all of us. Come on. It is, but it's a lot of fun. And if you have the heart for it, hey, I say more props to you. But I'll tell you what, don't get in a Twitter war with me, man, because it's not going to end up good. Because I don't really uh, like, I don't have a filter on Twitter really for myself. And uh, somebody goes at me. You're know? on Twitter. That's it. That's that's a good. I'm gonna put that on a shirt and sell it. I'm Whittier on Twitter. Write that down. Okay, fine. It's gonna go along yeah. with my big docs uh, t-shirts. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I do the boat shows, and you know, we were joking around at the Miami International Boat Show this weekend, and you know what? What's the what's the one type of shirt that you never see? I've got a big dock. That or is true. Yeah, I've my, never seen that. My dock is 12 feet long. You're a sick, twisted individual. You know that? <laughs> Has anybody ever told you that? Well, we were thinking about that shirt, and we were also thinking about a shirt that said, my wife likes my big dock better than yours. Um, mm. There's a whole bunch of... There were just a whole bunch of punny, punny... T-shirts we were thinking about creating um, for the boating industry. Well, so how was the boat show, by the way? How, you know, pretty good. Go? Pretty good. Funny as it is, I actually met someone who is a NASA scientist uh, at the boat show who bought one of my products. Um, and it was an interesting, interesting conversation. That's all I could say until I persuade him using my Jedi mind tricks to be interviewed on our show. In the can, can you use your little ray of uh, your little uh, Jedi mind tricks uh, on the little ray of sunshine so you could just kind of go away? You know, you know. You know honestly, you know, we can't <laughs> do that. All I could say Damn is it. to all I could say to the ray of sunshine. You know what? What? What's coming from my mouth? As opposed to Angel's mouth, what's coming out of what I'm trying to convey is, is you know, if if you feel slighted, you know, it wasn't our fault, and there's no reason for you to, in general, get upset at and us. And here, here's a better idea: instead of you know giving me five minutes of uh, of trashing on your show, which is really uncalled for because I wasn't going to ever 
bring you up. Why and not this have is, by a the way, civil conversation? This is the last time I'm ever going to speak of the Little Ray of Sunshine on this show. Okay. I'm just saying, why uh, don't we just have a As proper etiquette, a show host, why don't you pick up Skype and call me if you have a problem with something I tweeted like a man? Because that's so what that, a man does. Yeah, but hold on, man. You're uh, just calling saying. him out like that. I'm trying to be the peaceful guy here, and you're just trying to Oh, okay, well, okay, him. yeah. Anyway, moving on. See, see when I'm see right, everybody, there? he just shuts right up. <laughs> and right. if you have a comment, I think you should give out the phone number so those people that know what's going on, or if you don't know what's going on, call on in. And that number is? You really need to learn this number, by the way. 786-245-8127. <laughs> now, this scientist you met at, at the boat show, did he tell you any inside secrets of NASA or or anything uh, enlightening that we might want to share with the audience here, other guy? I, 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 I think he <laughs> also agrees that I think he also agrees that uh, NASA stands for never a straight answer. Right, right. I agree. That, I like the scientist that, already. That, that's that's all I'm going to say till I dangle the carrot in front of you when when we talk about um, images of the moon and uh, pre 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 Photoshop program. Is there any chance we could have him on this show? Because that would be amazing. Not this, not this episode. Sorry, no. Well, not on this show. Obviously, we have uh, uh, already an amazing guest on this show. Uh, so exactly. I don't want. I don't want to rub Jesse the wrong way there. Um, but I'm I refuse will... to make a comment on that. But in the future, <laughs> can can we in the future maybe get this yes. scientist on? Is that yes. possible? Do you think? Yes, it is more than possible. More than possible is the is the best answer I'm going to give you right now. So yeah, more than more than yes. Very good. So what did the scientist buy at this uh, boat convention? What did he, he buy? For you? What were you selling? What were you hawking? I was hawking a really amazingly bright underwater dock light. It is the brightest underwater light on the market. That I oh, see. the LED lights that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's okay. so bright it looks like a USO. Nice. You know, if he gets a lot of these and he lives in a place where he has, you know, a big pond or whatever in the back, he should like write out NASA with the lights. That'd no, no, cool. no, dude, dude. You want to laugh? I had two really big customers. I had one customer who flew in from Australia to buy our lights. He bought. 20 lights he does dives off the great barrier reef and now he has a way to do night dives across the great barrier reef then on top of that i had then i on top of that i had a guy from Juneau, alaska that came in and uh, i don't know if you know about getting to and from Juneau, alaska but a lot a lot of it's done in with seaplanes um and uh he's going to use our lights for water landing strips nice yeah. That is cool, man. Exactly. Yeah, we got to finish that website of yours, man, seriously. Yeah, yeah, I got Crystal working on it. Good, man. Now, check this out. Let's move on to some news because we only have oh, about yeah. uh, 15 minutes before we get Jesse on. And I, and I do have okay. a couple of stories I want to go over. Ooh, tell uh, me this, this one is from MysteriousUniverse.org. And uh, it's re- they posted this recently. Uh, I think it was like two days ago. This was posted three days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about Obama advisor Podesta and his regrets for not revealing UFO files. Yeah, I now, saw this that is cool. scrolling through my uh, Facebook, and I'm just like, eh, smoke and mirrors? Well, here's, smoke here's and mirrors, let's distract you. We, you know, look, there's, it's been no secret that Podesta is interested in the subject of UFOs. I mean, this is no secret. Uh, but it says here, on the day he stepped down as counselor to President Barack Obama to become the senior advisor for the uh, presumptive uh, 2016 Hillary Clinton, I guess she's going to be the, the presidential candidate in 2016, really? 
Really? Yeah, okay. Really? Yeah, okay. So John Podesta revealed in a tweet, because this is how everybody communicates nowadays. Everybody's oh, tweeting. Yeah. That's it. This is what got me in, in a little hot water over loyalty. But anyway, uh, he says here, um, once again, not securing the UFO files is his biggest failure of 2014. Now, John Podesta mm. is definitely someone who could have had access to those files during his administration with President Clinton. Uh, he served as an assistant to the president, uh, deputy chief of senior policy advisor on the government inf- information, uh, privacy, uh, privacy, privacy, telecommunications and security. And uh, let's just say if anybody had access to UFO documents, he would he might be the guy. Now, here's the thing. He was present when Bill Clinton was trying to get access himself and he even said that he was denied um, you know anything like he couldn't get any his hands on any UFO documents Bill Clinton said that so both him and Bill Clinton are extremely interested in the UFO files and they've both been turned down what is what's your take on this I mean personally I of think course they're going to get turned down and you know why yeah. they're going to get turned down why do they keep talking about it though it's what gets me Okay, here, here, because maybe if they talk about it enough, someone's going to do something or kill them. But in all seriousness, though, the reason <laughs> I don't think that, that's going to happen. <laughs> well, the reason that all of this, you know, the reason that these people are getting turned down on a regular basis is because they're only in office for four years. There are career military industrial complex. Well, yeah, no, we know that part. That are there for decades upon decades upon decades. And it boils down to you're here for four years. You don't need to know this. Right. I mean, yeah, we're all aware of that. Of course. Yeah, no, no. And I'm with you 100%. My thing is, does he actually know something? Because this is, you know, this is kind of an odd thing for him to continuously talk about this. It's almost like they're teasing at something that eventually will happen. And I wonder if a certain Mr. Stephen Bassett has anything to do with what might happen down the road. When they show up and they start harvesting us for you know meat, I mean? disclosure, baby. That's when it's going to get disclosed. Oh yeah, Ouch. we knew about this. Um, yeah. you know, by the we way, get just... in line, everybody. We're going to be hamburgers for the aliens. Yeah. Yeah, pretty That's much. You know, now, I saw uh, that movie Jupiter Ascending, and oh, you know, did you see it? How was it? Yeah, I did. And you know, I, I don't want to siblings. Spoiler. I don't, don't want to give away the spoilers, but I will tell you this: Did you ever see John Carter of Mars? Yes, I have. Was that a good movie for you? Well, I actually enjoyed John Carter of Mars. So did I. The problem is, is that Disney did not. Market oh, they butchered that. Yeah, they okay, butchered that. You know, problem. it's funny. It a, a lot great, of people. Awesome movie, but a lot of know, people thought that was a sequel to uh, John Carter, the basketball movie with uh, Samuel Jackson. What? Yeah, people actually thought that. I'm not kidding. Really? Of Mars? Yeah. Okay. Fine. Well, sure. no, because they didn't put the of Mars. They just had John Carter. Okay. John, Remember it was Coach okay. Carter. Remember Coach Carter with right, Coach Carter, Remember but that? his first name wasn't John. Okay, no, but they but thought I'm this was like a sequel this... to that. Yeah, Coach well, Carter too, John Carter. I don't know what the hell they were smoking, <laughs> but um, what I, what I'm saying is is that they actually, you know, they Disney did not market it well. It was a great movie, just not marketed to the right target audience. They initially thought it would be a kids movie for you know the twelve and under crowd. The problem is that's what Disney marketed it towards, and it just didn't work. It was more the adults that saw it because they're the ones who read Edgar Rice Burroughs. My whole thing is is that I think that personally, I think Jupiter Sending was a great great movie that did have its flaws. The problem is it wasn't marketed right. 
If it was marketed right, it would have been a much bigger success and would earn a sequel. And I honestly think it should have a sequel. Truth it's be- bombing badly, though. If you watch it, a sequel. Because it's bombing badly because it's not marketed. If you watch anybody, well, no. I, look, you also have to understand. Look, yeah, like, you, have to, you have to understand also the Wachowskis haven't had a hit since the Matrix '99. Right. You're everything right. they've everything they've come out with has been garbage. I mean, what have look, they done? Uh, Speed Racer, garbage. That was terrible. Uh, what was but, the other for one? For the they kids, did? it made money. Now that actually flopped, dude. That made no money. Mm. Look up the numbers. Look at Box Office Mojo. That thing flopped. Oh. Dirty. Uh, what was the other one they came out with? The one with Tom Hanks. They managed to make a bad movie with Tom Hanks. For okay. crying out loud, Cloud Atlas. You seen that one? I like Cloud Atlas. Then again, I read the book and I understood what was going on. See, I didn't read the book and I had no idea what was going on. And I was like, "This movie is terrible. It makes no sense." And it's I think most of America reincarnated, and the whole thing. No, I got is- that part, but it was just stupid. None of it like made sense. If. And I- a lot of that is on the editing. Now, you read the book. Compare the book to the movie. Which one's better? book's better. Uh, exactly. More descriptive, more visual. More exactly. Visual. Oh, hang on that... one second. Something's coming across my desk right now. Uh-oh. This just in. This just in, folks. Uh-oh. Vanilla Ice has been arrested in Florida for burglary. Uh-oh. That's Vanilla right. Vanilla Ice. Ice. Yep. Vanilla Ice was, for burglary. was arrested for burglary. Too cold. Too cold. No kidding. I guess, really? I guess he's going to be sitting on ice, ice, ice. Yep, uh, the rapper known as Vanilla Ice was arrested in connection with a Florida residential burglary in Lantana today. Wow. Uh, Robert Van Winkle, 47, is facing burglary and grand theft charges related to burglary that happened sometime in December uh, and in February. Uh, <laughs> wow. I guess there goes his TV show, huh? Uh, you he, know, I... He's currently sa- he's <sighs> decided to say it's a misunderstanding. It was blown out of proportion. It's sad that good news doesn't travel this fast. Here's the thing. Um, I know that has nothing to do with ufology, where you just read yeah. there about Vanilla Sorry. Ice. has absolutely nothing to do with what we do on the show. But anytime we can make fun of Vanilla Ice on air, that's well, that's just worth it. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's just good radio, I'm saying. <laughs> that's all that is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like Vanilla Ice. Yeah, I guess he's going to be on ice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. That was a bad joke, yeah. Was that a real bad joke? Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right, fine. Now, back to what other? What else were we discussing? What What other things in the news do we got to go over? Well, check this out. Astronomers spot a supernova in the making. Ooh, okay. This is pretty cool. And by the way, everybody who is listening in, all of you on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio, if you want to follow along with the stuff we're going to go over here, because, you know, I know listening to my voice is lovely and listening to the other guy here is pretty good. But if you really want to read along with what we got here and what we're going to read out, uh, go to our Twitter page. I'm going to uh, tweet everything out right now so you can follow all the stories along. It's uh, Skywatchers Show on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. We need more follows. We don't have tweet, you know, it's tweet, funny. Tweet, tweet. We don't, really don't have that many followers on Twitter, but it would be nice. So go to Twitter, type in Skywatchers Show, and you should see our icon there with the two little UFOs on the top circling the globe. And we're going to be tweeting out all the stories from now on. So if you want to read along, go there. In fact, I just tweeted this story out. Uh, it says here, astronomers spot a supernova in the making. Now, check this out. Astronomers can see into the future of two super dense stars racing around the center of a planetary nebula called Hen- Henis. 
Heinous? Heinous. 2 428. Why really? do they give it numbers? I don't understand that. Just, just call because, it. Have you seen how many stars are in the sky? They yeah. got to start doing numbers. There's only so many letters in the alphabet. I mean, they, they should just give it regular names like Planet Tom or Star Todd. I don't know. Well, you can pay for that. Uh, you can actually have a star named after you. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Planet Jackal. That's a nice <laughs> ring. Now, it says here their racetrack is slowly but steadily shrinking, and in 700 million years they will crash into each other, these two giant stars, igniting a type IA supernova. And uh, it says here, in over a century of astronomy, astronomers studying the supernova, this is the first time they've seen this type of supernova in the making, which is kind of shocking. You'd think with really as many people looking up in the skies for the last hundred years, they would have caught one by now. Yeah, true. You're right. You got a point there. Yeah. Shows how little we really know about space. It's a big and infinite thing. The final frontier. I know. Oh, by the way, um, one other thing that just came across my desk. Um, I don't know if about vanilla ice because again, no, that's good radio. No, 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 oh, no. Man. Do you remember cartoon gargoyles? Oh, I love that cartoon. Heck yeah! Guess what? 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 Tell me! Tell me! Disney has oh. put Marvel Studios in charge of creating a live gargoyles movie. Ooh. Ooh, How is that, that play out? Yeah. How would that play out? Are, are you serious? Yes, yes. Um, it, it, it was an announcement. Man, uh, Disney is just winning, and Marvel uh, is just winning. Well, oh my God. How much does Disney own now? Think about it. Everything. How, if, yeah, Jesus. Disney is. This is going to be Planet Disney in about a hundred years. If you realize, I can't, that. I'm going to work. It's going to be a fun ride. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Okay. Well, we'll be dead, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, go ahead. Well, well, you got to think about it. You know, right now, you know, seventy-five is the new fifty-five. By the time we get around to being a hundred, a hundred is going to be the new seventy-five. Yeah, man. yeah, I don't know if I. Yeah, but still, you don't know if you want to live that long, depending uh, on the condition no. you're in. Yeah, I mean, the, the the wrinkling but, of the skin, you know, and the sagging of the, you know, what. The neither region gets really smelly at that age, I'm sure. You know, I don't want to well, get... Well, there's all sorts okay. of medication and stuff for that. Oh, but see, the only hey. other interesting thing that I saw th- today was Nicholas Brendan was in jail again. He got arrested. Wait, who's Nicholas Brendan? In? Uh, he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And why do we care about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, really? I, mean, I don't know. It happened in Fort Lauderdale, that's why. He was right. at a comic book and comic book and horror convention, and um, yeah, he sort of got he, he sort of got out of hand. Anyway, moving on. One more okay. story here, and this is coming from ArtBelt.com, the big guy himself. Ooh, okay, the big guy himself. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty cool. And uh, I read this uh, a couple of days ago, and I was like, oh man, we got to talk about this on the show. This is really cool. Uh, a secret stash, huh? That always sounds, okay. starts off good when you're talking about a secret stash, right? Dun dun dun. Uh, well, actually, I do have that sound effects now. Hold on, let me go back here. I gave right. it to <clears> you. Shouldn't I know you did. So I'm gonna the secret stash <laughs> of moon artifacts found in hidden places in Neil Armstrong's closet. Oh no 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 that that's not real 
artifacts from the moon. It's from the lunar module that he snuck let, off. I, I understand that, but let me read the article there, guy. Okay, Hold fine, on. fine, That's, fine, that's fine. The, the actual description that they put on there. And I'll have you know that Keith Rowland and the people in charge of Dark Matter Radio Network put this out there. So don't criticize their work, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Now it says here, these are the contents of the mysterious white bag full of hidden goodies in Neil Armstrong's closet. Weird-looking lamps, wrenches, utility uh, brackets, sights, and film cameras that later was identified as one that was captured, uh, actually, that captured the famous Apollo 11 descent on the moon's surface. Nobody knew about it, including his widow. According to NASA, Carol Armstrong set, uh, sent photos to uh, Alan Needle, uh, curator of the Apollo collection at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum, who immediately knew what this was inside. It was a McDervitt, uh, uh, a McDervitt purse full of parts from the Eagle Apollo 11 lunar module. Hmm. Very cool. Now, there's a picture on artbelt.com. You guys. Thief! Well, that, that's, that's like a memento, man. That's, you know, something souvenir, big souvenir. in his life. Souvenirs, yeah, man. I mean, look how many actors don't do movies and they take souvenirs from the set, huh? True. Now, I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say the lunar landing was on a set here in the U.S. and it was all staged and faked. Not saying that at all. Nope, not at all. That didn't come out of my mouth. I don't believe that kind of lie. We went to I the moon. I'm sure we did. I. But we were told not. I'm to I'm a come proponent back. of that. Yeah, we told. We were told, hey, don't don't come back. Aliens be up here. We were told that it was not Morse code. That's right. Now that would well, that would be kind of scary, huh? It was the Illudium two thirty eight modulator. That's how, it, that's how it went too. Yeah, you got to be careful doing voices. By the way, uh, we yes, yes, hated on I, on Twitter again. Again with Twitter, by the way. Uh, and our, this is the first hate mail that we've received, and it was all thanks to you. And you want to address you know, this? Yeah, um, you know, there was someone. Uh, you know, I'm assuming she prefers not to be named. That that. Couldn't believe her ears about the racist accents uh, on the show she thought she heard. Um, apologies are seriously in order is what she pretty much said. Um, you know, the only reason I accidentally switched into that accent is because I did spend some time in India. And sometimes when I'm talking to fr- friends from there, I automatically switch into that accent. It just is a natural habit. Or you ever notice that when you're around someone, you start to talk like them? I kind of do, yeah. Okay, earlier in the day, I had a conversation with one of her friends from Bangladesh, and it, it, it just okay. But let's not let's not, let's not yeah, let's not let it flow out again because you almost right. slipped there. Yeah, it almost slipped. Well, that's how it's actually pronounced there more than anything else. Right. Um. You know, so it wasn't meant to be offensive, but it, and if it offended her I, with the, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to say her name, but I'll tell you, it's the most Caucasian name I've seen this week. Well, uh, yeah, that's not offensive. I, Jesus. Um, I, I Just do, say you're sorry, man. Let's move I, on. I Just say, sincere, say sorry. I say do sorry. sincerely say apologize. Uh-huh. It was not intended to be offensive in any way whatsoever. I truly, truly do apologize. It really, really wasn't meant in 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 a provocative or an offensive okay. way. And hopefully that person will accept my apology no. and even maybe post it up there that she accepts no. my apology. And uh, hopefully that squashes that issue no. tonight. I don't think she's going to accept your apology. I don't, she might not be listening. Well, she might be listening to the uh, the one show network on the other side. Oh, uh, well, yeah, uh, I don't know. But anyway, we got to move on. Show. We got a commercial break, and we're going to be back on the other side of the break 
with our guest tonight, Jesse Marcel III. And we're going to have the inventor a fun of a flying car, man. Yeah, the inventor of a flying car. Huh? How cool is that? I think it's going to be amazing. We're going to be right back, everybody. host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and content Concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Hi, this is Solaris Blue Raven with Hyperspace on Dark Matter Radio. Tune in on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an intriguing show pertaining to covert technology, UFOs, paranormal, mysticism, and spirituality. Between science and ignorance, there is filler. Thank you, random British guy. I am Wes Forsyth, the host of Paranormal Filler, my weekly radio show where I explore many areas of the paranormal while trying to keep a balance between believer and skeptic. No topic is off limits. No viewpoint is silenced. Paranormal Filler on the Dark Matter Radio Network, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. 
the UFO phenomenon either we like it or not is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes. You know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network.
Alright everybody, that music you're listening to right there belongs to none other than Space Boy himself. That's Stargazer by Space Boy. And his CD is rocking. I mean every song on that CD is amazing. I don't know if you haven't I know you haven't heard it yet, other guy, but uh, it's really, really good stuff, so I know I you've only heard it here on I the show. You. But but it's good stuff. Anyway, check out Space Boy on Twitter. Really cool dude. Uh, now, speaking of cool people and cool dudes, man, the guy who's on with us now, the coolest of the cool, Mr. Jesse Marcel the Third himself is back on Skywatchers. It feels like we haven't talked in months, but we actually just talked a couple weeks ago. And... Yeah, boy, I like that <laughs> intro. It sounds pretty good. Coolest of the cool. You're the man, got, dude. You're, you're living. My, put it on my card. <laughs> you're living my dream, sir. You're 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 part of a project that is fly, you know creating a flying car. Which, by the way, that is the coolest thing in geek dumb. You know that, right? <laughs> I think I speak for all the geeks in the world, that, by the way. That, that establishment, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I am so looking forward to you. Know, oh, it's a single passenger. Never mind. I, I was so. This is going to be the new Uber vehicle. That's it. Oh yeah. So Jesse, give us an update of what's going on in the last couple of weeks since the you know the project now is out there and everybody knows about it. You know, tell us what's uh, the latest. With uh, well, the whole website, the, and the, what I've done, I mean, uh, dynamically with the engineering behind the car, of course, not much is going on that way. I'm just deep in the throes of trying to raise funds to get the thing built. Um, I do have, I, I had to do a, a kind of a long production for a, uh, uh, like I said, a, a, the largest uh, sports drink company out there because they want to join me on this thing. So that's a really a good plus. Um, other than that, you know, just lining everything up. I got, I got, I have my the place is going to build the body panels all lined up. Computers already pretty much done. You know, just a matter just of, of of threading the needle and getting it done. So the, the whole goal is is by Christmas is to have this thing with a man aboard and fly it around. Really? Wow. Yeah, that, that is my goal. Really? Is, is to make it this year. Yeah. All right. Wow. Now, what kind of a license are you going to need to fly this thing? It's light enough. It's considered ultralight, so there is no license at this point. Really. Yeah, there is there is nothing now. That's going to change drastically quick once it gets going. Um, but uh, at this point, there is nothing. Um, and we'll work with the FAA. FAA. They, they they have a certain protocol for doing the testing. That's what we're going to be doing. Um, it's, it's funny as it is. I just downloaded the documents for that for the thing I was telling you about earlier. Oh. And the uh, yeah yeah you, you, you brought up there, there's another it's a flying car it's basically an airplane with folding wings out there and yeah. they've been they've been yep. ramping that up for the last few years it looks pretty amazing I mean uh, obviously it, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it, for what it does I think it's pretty cool it's, I mean what I'm doing is completely different but oh but, yeah for, but what they have is it no they I actually got hold of them I think out of Hungary at one point and see once they get to the point where they're going to be uh, putting this thing together if they want to basically do a little bit of stuff on my airborne motors you know as far really? as being, okay. being another flying car yeah all right sounds good wow but yeah everything's rolling along the the you know the indiegogo it's one of those things i i'm not that great at it to be honest it needs mm. i'm i'm promoting i'm getting tons of hits so it's, so at least at the very least i'm getting a lot of buzz out there and that's kind of what it right. is if you you get the, the louder the buzz the more people get attracted to it and then uh, it'll all take off so so to speak yeah but don't don't give up <laughs> it'll on, all uh, take off oh come on really yeah <laughs> that's a little that really? slight, that's a good pun say that. just <laughs> <laughs> but look don't give up on on trying to get you know trying to get some funds uh, raised yeah, yeah. by mediums like Indiegogo if it doesn't work out the first time. Uh, You know, it is a great way to get that buzz going early on. And then, you know, eventually you will raise the capital. Uh, Has people, have people been uh, donating to the, uh, to the cause yet? There's a few, some have, uh, I have a lot, 
some people, what's interesting, like some people I know down in Louisiana, I don't know if we talked about this, they donated billboard space, so my car is all over some big electronic billboards in southern Louisiana when you drive mm. by and that kind of thing. And I've had some, basically non-monetary, but, but some people are really helping to get that word out there. And at the end, I mean, like I said, that's all part of the deal. The, the bigger right. I can get it, the more buzz I can get, the more people I can get interested in it, so... That's cool, man. Have any uh, like big TV shows approached you yet? Because I know a lot of TV shows would love to put this on there, like History Channel and some other uh, you know, spots. I was supposed to do a PR program that was supposed to come in at the end of last week, and it oh, didn't okay. happen. So I'm oh. out there trying to shake a few trees. I'm gonna, you know, I I did hook up with a company that do, kind of does that, but it turned out it probably wasn't quite what it was uh, supposed to be. <laughs> so uh. I'm gonna go out there and start shaking some trees myself. Uh, you know, I, I have lots of people calling in for the ra- for radio and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, you it need needs to be, the video. Yeah, it, it needs to, you know, it needs yeah. to have like like your show. It needs to be people, are, you know, have to be excited about talking about it. I I do have like a IFN radio. I think it is that they're doing a five part special on me every Monday. We do like a one hour little deal on it, which is a lot of fun. And uh, and we've talked all about the car, but now we're kind of going into my, you know the history of my family history and and uh, where some of these ideas might have come from, you know, and then you know a little bit about my father and that sort of thing. Do you find it distracting a little bit, though, when everybody wants to know more about your family history than about this project itself? Because I know you really want to push the project. You know, actually, it, it really hasn't been. My, since my story is pretty much out there, you know, personally right. and, and the Roswell thing, that people are – they're really excited about the car. So it's only a it, – it's basically where I, I'll draw the conversation into that. Um, there, one of the people I said, it's really, it's really interesting how – you know, if if you're willing to believe this, is that some people are meant, you know, families, whatever, you're meant to do certain things, and it's 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 basically your destiny is to do whatever. And if my grandfather's destiny was to be part of that UFO, may this is my destiny is to make this truly what uh, you know a flying car that we really would have pictured in science fiction. Yeah, Not, okay. No, no, I'm actually, sorry. It related to who? What? <laughs> you had to admit though, it is funny that you're taking on this project considering who your family is. Yeah, it you know it, it is. There, I I have just as many people who who <laughs> talk to me and think, well, are you getting this some of these crazy ideas from something else out there? And I thought, well, you know, it's I I'm not saying it's not. You know, who knows? There, anything is possible in the in the in, in the universe or universes we live in. So, you know, who knows? There's there's a uh, the endless possibilities. Speaking of which, uh, you know, I was reading earlier about Podesta. Um, you know, yeah. segueing a little bit here into UFOs for a second. Uh, uh-huh. I was reading, you know, about Podesta saying that 2014 his biggest failure was not coming out with, uh, you know, more information on UFOs or the UFO files that the government has in their possession. Uh, you know, being that you are part of the Marcel family and you mm-hmm. know, it's legendary what you, you know what your grandfather went through and what your father went through. You know, what are your thoughts on Podesta's uh, comments there? You know, it's it's it's. I would say a very unique at the very least. It's how how did they, you know, he came out. That was very important to him, but for for what reason was it important to him? Was it actually bringing the information out? Was it was it for distraction of some kind, or how I like to think about it is back to that buzz idea, and that UFOs, alien life is is more and more commonplace out there, and maybe the tide's turning a little bit where people are starting to want to join the idea that there's UFOs out there, and he wanted to be part of that as it's turning, you know, because it's popular right now, you know, who, to, to, to what end, who knows, but I'm, I'm getting more and more of that from people, you know, that, 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 uh, that really feel that, uh, that such, such incredible changes are happening as we, spot, as we speak, and, uh, you know, the more we can get people on board, the better. Yeah, no kidding. Do you get recognized by people, you know, 
because of the UFO stuff. Uh, Walking down the street. Yeah, yeah, do you walk down like in tomorrow? People, like, hey, Jesse Marshall the third, right there. there, there Only, in Roswell. Only in Roswell. Only in Roswell it happened. There, there, there is a. It, it's kind of a, a, a one funny thing. Um, I, uh, I was an investment banker for quite a few years. I did, I did, I, I did that gig for a while, and uh, I remember it. Uh, it's for one of the largest banks in the world, and we all have a big, you know, BS meeting with all the VPs and all the insurance, you know, companies coming to sell a bank their insurance policies to cover, you know, from I don't know. From the VIPs, from the ABCs, yeah, exactly. from the DOJs <laughs> to <laughs> get these. That's exactly. Just, you know, a big meeting. They spent, I bet they spent a million bucks on this meeting, you know, so tons of people. And somebody I didn't have, recognize a couple tables down said, hey, you know, your name's Jesse Marcel. That reminds me of somebody that I've heard about. And the interesting thing is, at that point, the meeting was all about UFOs, all about Roswell, all about what they had seen, what they had heard, <laughs> and that's with you not even opening up the conversation, that not way? even saying anything about it. And it just, I had every, the whole place was, everybody was talking about what they had seen, or their cousin, uncle, whatever. And like I said, uh, you know, for four hours, this huge meeting they'd set up and flown people in all over the world was completely a bust because everybody wanted to talk about. I mean, at the end of the day, nobody had any idea what anybody else was there for. You know, so it was. It was <laughs> who started? The, I got to ask, who started that conversation, that tangent? I think it was a head of a title insurance company, actually. The title, the head of the title insurance company was UFO. Yeah, well, he he mentioned something about he recognized my name from somewhere. Oh, it's like underwriters found. <laughs> Stay away from this guy. No, yeah, they they he he'd heard my name and then he brought up his Roswell. Were you ever attached to that? And I said, yeah, that's actually you know my grandfather, et cetera, and my father, and. A dead silence. Everybody kind of hushes around, gets around to learn about it. And like I said, for I mean, literally for like four hours, and you know, extravagant, you know, you know, all the food and the drink and everything is going on. And everybody's having a good old time. And that the whole afternoon was spent there. And like I said, See, that one word of business. Jesse, what happened there? Uh, they had a convention for ufology. You just didn't know about it. <laughs> they used you. There was money made, bro, and you didn't, you didn't get a penny because you thought that you were there for a business meeting. That could be. I thought maybe that's I was what happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was that's most, incredible. That is incredible. Those will happen. It's it's not. I mean, honestly, I don't know. You know, my ideas aren't any better than anybody else's out there. I mean, I've been indoctrinated, so I've, I may have had a thought about it more than the average person on the street. But uh, people feel a certain security in telling me their stories. You know that hey, you you were part of that, so right. it's no big deal if I tell you that my son saw something. And well, yeah, because you won't judge because you, you, right. who your family is. You're not going to look at somebody and say like, oh, he's crazy. Exactly, and, that, and it, it's actually kind of interesting because I hear some amazing stories. I mean, and it's usually just it's usually somebody you know. I've never told anybody this, and you know, I'm not really into this stuff, but you know, it's always been in the back of my mind. Or, you know, sometimes it's like 20 years ago, da 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 da, and we've never been able to figure it out. Just those kind of things. But it's it. Like everybody has their stories, and I, and you know, down to the, the story like my. My wife's OBGYN. We're sitting there getting ready to have the baby, and guess what he's talking about? You're Jesse Marcel? Wow. I, I, you know, I love this stuff. Oh, have I, I got a story to tell you? That's exactly right. It started in 1947, you see. I, I, I got to ask you, though, after a while, does it get a little tiresome when someone has a story to tell, especially when you're in a rush to be somewhere else? You know, a, a little bit where, where it gets overly cumbersome, honestly, is not it's, – it's when somebody really has a, a story that they believe in. It's when somebody comes up and they tell me something that's so ridiculous 
and that's this. It gets to the point where, yeah, you know, you 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 live on a different planet. You visit here once in a while, and and you live amongst the trees on Mars. You know, they just it's it's once once you get out that far, it's like you know, hey, good luck. You know, that sounds like an interesting, fascinating tale. But it's, it's more. I'm more interested in the, the diehard. You know, the the the, the people that just happen to be you know driving, walking, seeing you know whatever. A, a lot. There's a lot of family legacies out there where it's not brought out of the family where you know they experience something. You know, and it's just it's just amazing. Yeah. So so actually, you know, I do enjoy that. And this this car thing. I mean, but it's it's honestly, it's like anything else. I mean, it's kind of a hobby. Um, and it's and it's a well. The car fun. better not be a hobby. No, no, the the, the UFO. Yeah, I, I want to be fine with one of these. Uh, yeah, the, next 10 years, the, the car, the, the car. Yeah, I mean, we are. Wait, wait, we got to give it to the one percenters first. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. it's going to yeah, it's going to take big money to move it. But um, like I said, it's it's you know, like even Tesla came out today about an announcement about the, some batteries to power your household. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. about the yeah the <laughs> Samsung. Wasn't it Samsung that came out with some news about batteries uh, that self charge or or they charge wirelessly? You know, we've been able to do that. I know Tesla came up with a, a battery pack for your home today, or it was oh, brought. No kids. Bringing it I out, yeah. It yesterday, you can be off the grid. With it. And it could have been yesterday. Yeah, I'm out day behind. <laughs> but uh, and, and it just shows where that, 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 that technology adapts perfectly for what I'm doing with the car. And it is. I mean, the initial tester model is a one seater, but it takes almost nothing to turn it into four. So it could, it could, it's really a meaningful. It'll be a, you know more than like I always you know tag it as a sports car, um, aero sports car. But it will be a useful mode of transportation soon enough. And it's just uh, it was interesting. I was on another radio show the other night, and a, a gentleman called in, and I tried I to feel find. So he, cheated on now. <laughs> and, yeah, I thought we were the only ones, Jesse. They they, they have a it was, it was a guy called in because they've been working on a, a a flying car you know for for decades. It's basically it's another another airplane that has folding wings that kind of thing, and they can't right. get people to insure it. And this the way I look at it is well that no problem we'll create our own insurance company. It, it's like all these little things that have That's to be we we have to we have to you know uh, tackle. But it's that, really it's not, it's it's nothing nothing we're doing right now can't be done, and it's just a matter of it, it is hard. I mean, whenever you're at the forefront of technology and, and an idea, it, it's it's a little harder to get people to get on board. But once once they get on board and you start getting some acceleration, then the sky's the limit. Oh, there goes another pun. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's full of puns uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> almost a barrel of monkeys there. Come on. Yeah, but exactly. But but yeah, it's a, it's just a matter of yeah, we can do that. You know, as far as getting insurance company i i actually had put together the the concept of a self-bonding insurance company for yourself for your car it's like why do you have to pay all these exorbitant fees to an insurance company to do your car when you could pay a lot less to have a like say a million dollar bond sitting in reserve in case you cause a car accident and it gets rid of everybody but of course you know the everybody has their there's there's money to be made in selling insurance that's it's it, it, it didn't really go it fell on kind of you know the, the ears didn't want to listen to it because you know it, it basically wipe out you know, a lot of the reasons for insurance companies, but like in this, we'll do the same thing. There's no reason we can't get up. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll tie together some bonds, and then your 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 insurance payment will pay to fund those bonds, and then uh, it'll they'll they'll also protect an insurance atmosphere. So yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, this is no different than when cars started getting made at first. And you know, I mean, it, it, look, it's a new technology. We just got to get used to it. That's all it really it is. It's it's the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, but there was nobody that there was nobody that was dealing with car accidents back then. Sure. You know, you hit someone, you kept on driving. Oops, sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah. Keep running. Yeah, like uh, but yeah, but like I said, and today it's easier to do. 
So you know, it's like easy said, to run people over. That's right. Yeah, isn't easier, it? <laughs> I've, I've seen some of those videos, man. Crazy. Anyway, that the yeah, it's just you know to create your own insurance company and, and do something. At the very least, you create it. Then it'll get regulated. Then it'll be manipulated to something that everybody, that's workable for everybody. And that's kind of what the process will happen. But at least with our car, part of it will be an insurance policy to cover you running into something. And we'll be the ones that create that insurance policy, you know, those kind of things. So um, just uh, 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 literally small hurdles to, to cross to make it work. Um, but like so, yeah, the, the rest of it, though, we're ready to go. It's just a matter of, you know, just getting, getting A, B, and C put together right now. And that's the that's the hard part right there, uh, getting the initial setup put together. Now, I mean, how long have you been, you know, had this in the back of your mind? You know, I had actually been sketching things out for at least ten years. I figured uh, because this is not something somebody just you know one day wakes up and says, oh, you know what, today I'm going to start working on a flying car. And usually, like like my me as a designer, what I do is you start out with something that might be quite be vast. It might be really complicated. Um, like in this case. This car, the concept started as something very large, and and you keep tooling it, and you keep redesigning it, and redesigning it, getting the same outcome in a smaller and smaller, tighter package, and and and, and, and adjusting technology so they fit together better and better and better. So you start out with something that's really cumbersome, and now it's, honestly, this car is it's uh, it's it's like I said, the, the technology is very complex, but the actual carry out of the technology is very simple. Did you be a piece of artwork? I'll tell you by the time you're done. Yeah. I, I think I I was I was out uh, we've been out uh I live in uh, in eastern Washington and on Spokane Washington and to get the to do what we want to do we're going to be moving I'm moving my family to the coast um somewhere somewhere between Seattle and Portland that kind of thing and uh it was interesting we were looking at some airport homes you know that where you you buy them they have a hangar and you can you can use that for a shop etc and test it now this doesn't need a runway or anything like that but it kind of fits if there's nobody around and you have a big wide open space to test things in um and it everybody's always loved the look of the car and it's it was interesting i there's a lady's house that we were going with the realtor and looking at and she had to be at least in her late 70s and she looked at the car and said wow that's really sexy so every age group looks at this thing and think that's pretty dang cool. So I'm 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 actually a little I'm really happy that other people kind of see the vision, see that it, that it turned out that way. That you know, because part of it's you know it's not just function, part of it's form. It do you to- still have? Do you actually have a full one-to-one build-out already? You know, put together. No, just, just small scale. All through using using 3D printers, 3D printers and that kind of thing. Like the, the next step, I was going to part of the idea was to build uh, like about a 70% scale model, and it just comes down to where the technology is today. It's almost I don't need to. Things can be adjusted or manipulated on the fly. That I'm just going to mm-hmm. the next the next model is going to be 100% where you can, where it can be manned. And uh, because of the way it's set up, it doesn't even have to be manned outside. You could test it inside of a hangar and that kind of thing. So. Well, with inside of the hangar, you have no wind, no shear, no nothing. Right. You yeah. want to be able to at least test it against the elements. Well, yeah, yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. You, you want to you want to start out with as few variables as possible. Well, and, yeah. And, when and you, you start, start and, and then you start tuning it up as you go along, go further and further and further. So initially, you know, with the FAA there and that kind of thing, we'll probably end up by doing that. Then it'll be. It's really not going to need to be tethered. So my concept is to bring it and have it tethered inside of a uh, inside of an auditorium kind of thing, and and then uh, see how it does, and then be able to just basically fly it out the door, and, and show them how you know the stability of it, and that kind of thing. So sweet. All right. So yeah, no, everything uh, everything is online right now. 
I am more than excited. I'm just running on lack of sleep syndrome since I got a flight. He's kidding. He's kidding. <laughs> no, 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 ever... no. I, I am really excited about this. He yeah. is. No, no, he really is. This is actually how he sounds when he's excited. By the way, <laughs> yep. It he is something much... to be excited about. It's, it's, it is a change. I mean, it 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 really is. It's something that's useful. Like the same mm-hmm. thing as you know, it is something that you will be able to eventually fly to work in. You know, it, it is. It, it has that ability. So, it, so it is something excited about. Now, did you ever uh, talk to your father about this before he passed? Uh, did you guys uh, brainstorm on, on on this project? No, not on the car. There were some other technologies that I want to employ in the car that uh, weren't necessarily cool. for the car. But um, like I said, the, the, originally this, the car was just a test bed for me to test out this other technology. And uh, so the other one, it's 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 far more complex, far more theoretical, but it could be used. It it, it basically would be another uh, another means to change direction and that kind of thing. But it, it uses it. It basically, you know, in, in borrowing a physics term, it entangles the molecules that surround the little machine, and it, it'll it'll divert uh, gravity into different paths. And Whoa! Because Say that, that again. <laughs> well, it'll, hold on. Rewind. It, Say that one more time, Jesse. Hold on. It, it'll divert gravity in two different paths, or at least trick it so it seems like it's working that way. Um, okay. And, and and what is your, your? It's the same thing. You're creating an imbalance, but it's a vectored imbalance. So is that a yeah. kinetic energy diverter? Huh. Uh, well, kinetic. I mean, it's more of a built-up. The best way to put it would be: it's it's basically it's, it creates static inertia. Inertia means static force that's not going right. anywhere. Okay, but so this the, you're not going to make you're not going to be able to make a right hand turn. I mean, well, you're you not going to make a ninety degree turn on this. Well, you? actually, you could. It, it's basically you figure that when this is done, let's just let's just put it say it's a, a size of a, a beach ball. When you're all done, that's that's the mechanism. Um, okay. and it's completely sealed. It's not it's not pushing air around like uh, our technology right now. We're doing is pushing air around a propeller, turbos, turbines, right. whatever, all you know, whatever. Um, so this actually manipulates a little bit of the way that gravity attaches itself to the center mass of that sphere, and it it basically. Picture that if you if you got the sphere in your hand, you could set it against the wall. It would stay against the wall, or you know it, it would it would it would it would it would have a push in one direction of a. Can I put direction. it on a backpack? Can I put it in my backpack and start flying around with it if I got a re- good remote control? Well, the, the big thing is things change quite a bit when you're talking about vertical. It's different than horizontal. The way oh, gravity attaches darn. it. So, but you got to start somewhere. And, and he this, wants to be the rocket man. That's the thing. Yeah, there you go. And this, that's and the this rocketeer, is, man. That's the rocketeer. That's the rocketeer. <laughs> but big difference. So, big difference. But like this technology, I mean, the, the way I saw it, at least initially, is okay. You create one of these these balanced machines that creates that vector, singular vector force or bias drive, and you put it at the middle of an airplane, a seven four seven. So it pushes the car or pushes or pulls the airplane along depending on how you want to look at it. And all of a sudden, you don't need engines. You don't need anything. You don't. You're not pushing around the air around the vehicle. Now it goes forward. The wings create the lift through a vacuum over the top of the lift of uh, the wings, etc. But right. internally, it's being pushed along. So it's all of a sudden it'd be silent again. It'd be electrical. I mean, it wouldn't have to be electrical, but electrical makes most sense. And uh, so the, the future would be, yeah. I mean, for one thing, it, it, there's, you know, it's it's all all based on scale. Well, if you can get a little one to put out X number of X ounces of pressure, then you know, multiply it times a thousand or whatever. So and that that's all. You know, highly theoretical. Um, as I have at least momentarily proven the effects, um, but that can't be that that can't be mitigated. Saying there was actually that the testing wasn't accurate enough, so it showed results that weren't really there. But the concept itself works. Like right now, I can do it with fluids, um, and, and in a very small way. And uh, so it, it will. That that is really. 
eventually. You know that that is what I've been want to be working on. But the this this uh, the flying car concept is is definitely very exciting. I mean, that's just a that's a leg up to that next that next step. Man, the next seventy five years is going to be so interesting to live in. It is. I mean, actually, the next, the the next seven oh. and a half years. I mean, things are going so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they have a what? Uh, looking at something, it looks like they. You know, uh, uh, you put on some goggles, it looks just like you're on the. You know, on the Enter- Star Trek Enterprise, but it's, it goes to the point <laughs> where you feel pushback inside of a room. So when you're molding oh, wow. something, you actually feel it against your skin, like you are actually touching something that's not there. And you know, they're they're just inches away from building. You know, uh, you know, the uh, uh, hollow deck. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Those kind of, and those kind of things, and it's and it's you know right Ooh, a now it's hollow brothel, a hollow brothel, absolutely. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you know I wouldn't be surprised if that really does come to fruition pretty soon. I mean, look, I, a lot of stuff that was on that original Star Trek show and the shows after that inspired a lot of scientists, and people are just coming up with the ideas they saw on TV. What do you think three yeah. D printing is? That's the replicator. It's an early version of the replicator. That's all it is. It really I is. I can't yeah. wait for organic food replicators. That'll be interesting. Oh, it's already happening. Yep, there, there's there, – actually, I'm, I'm talking to a guy, who, yeah. and his, his, his whole thing is actually to create organic food replicators in third world countries, and they're working on it right now as we talk. Um, so, you but know, what create, do they put in it to create the food? It's organic material. The whole point is that it can be transported without refrigeration, without spoilage. Right. Without that oh, kind I of thought thing. you were going to say it's what the stuffed chicken nuggets are made of. <laughs> and yeah, the pink slime. Yeah, the pink slime. But uh, yeah. no, that's, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's an, ex- it's an exciting time, and it's just, it's just ramping up. Um, the, only, the only thing that – the only discouraging part about it is it ramps up. There's less and less need for us people to be around. So what's going to happen in the future as far as mm. what are people going to do for a living, you know, that kind of thing. You're going to, you're going to be repl- able to replace so much of humanity with a machine that does your job better, faster, and cheaper than you do it. So what, what, what happens to you at that point? Then the singularity happens, and we no, download ourselves it. to the net, and that's it. We're done. We just, we or, just organic around. life. Organic life will change without a doubt. Let me ask you: Have you seen yep. the trailer for this movie, Chappie, yet? No, I have not. It's about a artificial police robot that actually goes all uh, short circuit Wally on it on itself. Ah, okay. Uh, Think of uh, short circuit the movie. Uh huh. Remade. That's kind of the same thing. So it's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah, well, pretty much. I saw there's something that in in uh, I think it was I don't know. If it was, I think it was in China, and they show walking into uh, the lobby, and there's you know uh, women standing in front of you, ready to help you with your bags and check in and that kind of thing. And you go through this process, and only after a few minutes do you realize that they're robotic; they aren't actual people. And uh, they're getting so close in the technology, Mm -hmm. even the skin, the reflective nature, everything, and the voice is getting to the point where I mean, it's it's you know you'll be paying extra if you want actually. Talk to a human being here pretty soon. You know what's scary, though, uh, Jesse? And this well, is we've already been here in the banks, don't we? Yeah, well, ab- yeah that's, true, that's, yeah. A, that's a fantastic point. That's exactly that's It's already point, there. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. No, but here's, here's the scary part. Here in Florida, all the, the tolls, uh, the highway tolls, uh, are closing down. The, the man tolls where you know, people will just be there and you know, give you a change or whatever. Uh-huh. That's gone. Now it's all toll by plate. Uh, the, the sun pass, that's a big thing here in Florida. And, and you know, every state has their own version of the sun pass. Sure. And that's really what's, what's been taken off all over Florida, and it's going to spread all over the U.S., and a lot of states already are seeing the effects of this thing, where it's all told by plate, mostly in the sun passes, 
or whatever it's called in your state. Now, the thing is, the cost of these tolls have gone up. They haven't gone down, but they've uh, they've made thousands of thousands of unemployment uh, people unemployed because they've cut you know cut labor by like eighty percent, and. Sure. Now you have unemployment going up because of of this, uh, but yeah, the tolls are going up, which is the scary part. It's not like it's making it cheaper to go through the tolls. It, it, it's more expensive than it was before. Sure, sure. I well, it, well initially squeeze, for the yeah. initial infrastructure build out, that's what it is. Yeah, but you'd figure they'd have had so many years of build up of money that, and they're saving so much money on cutting all this labor that you know that would kind of you know, you would hope, playing but, field for you them, know. you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. I mean, it started. I mean, it started a while ago with the flashing lights at the stoplights, where they obviously right. take a picture of you and that kind of thing. And it's just going to this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, and I've always well, thought, now you know, by the now by the way, that's been deemed illegal. Yeah, in really? states. Yeah, really? taking camera photos, you can't face your accuser in a criminal court. So exactly. um, yeah, and, and I, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that can stay in place. Little, I mean, it would be nothing to you know use GPS to track your car. If you go three miles an hour over the speed limit, you just get one in the in, in the mailbox where you you have no control and you wouldn't need anybody monitoring, you know that kind of thing except for you know a GPS satellite watching every car, you know. And yeah, on, but see that's scary in itself, uh, though, just because they can know everywhere you went. That's a little bit went. too big, brother. There, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. But yeah. I, that 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 is one thing that I I I think it's just a matter of time. I'm definitely not for it, but I'm thinking it's a, it's a matter of time where somehow to benefit us, it's going to be put into place. Yeah, I don't like, think it's going to benefit us. No, no. Here, here's exactly a, where we go, where we are, when and why, how. Here's, yeah, that's here's a wacky. Here's a wacky idea. How about you make cars then don't don't go over 140 miles an hour? How's that for? <laughs> if the speed limit is 80 or, or 70 or 60, right. whatever you know, but why don't you make cars that go the speed limit? Why tempt us? Yeah, I think that's the because it's just you can. I think that's all. Yeah, it's like right. Yeah, it is, you can get to seventy, but only in in, in three point two seconds. So there's that's that's all you need. I don't know. Yeah, it's. It, I, don't, I doubt that is is as much as humanity wants to be able to step on the gas. Yeah, I mean, what's more popular? Seven hundred horsepower. Or what's that latest? I mean, just anything. It's just it's just insane. You know, and I mean, and, one way to one way to regulate it really is to make cars that go a certain speed limit that match the speed limit in the cities uh, or, or in their state or whatever, and then have of course, a, of course a section of speed cars or or of sports cars or whatever that go faster for those people who want to drive those cars in special places where they can drive those cars. That completely you know end the the problem, I think. And you could have a section of people that have to have a special license to drive those cars, and they you know they they have to understand they can't drive those in the regular street because they are not regulated to drive in the street. I mean, that would be an easy way to get rid of the problem of people speeding on, on Yeah, know, on what about people modifying your uh, your car if to if go faster than modified. it should? If your car gets modified, uh, there would be, like, be a chip. It's like, sir, you have just voided No, they could, put a, they, they could put a chip in the car that could check for that. If it gets modified in any way, the chip would notify the DMV or whatever, and the, ch- the car could shut off. That technology also exists where they could actually shut the car off from another location, and nobody could drive that car. Well, it'll be interesting. I, 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 I low jack for it. Low jack in the middle of the air. Low jack in the air. They click low jack and it comes. Yeah, you don't want that on one of these uh, flying well, cars. It, like, again, if you give it to the one percenters first, it's okay. Well, that's true too. It, it'll <laughs> just got that. Um, yeah, it'll 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 be it'll be amazing. Like I the, but you know, when I was a kid, da 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 da. You know, the, the having the police Way around in when, uniform and marked cars. It controlled everything. Cause you see a, a car, a police car driving down the highway that has the lights on top. Everybody went the speed limit. 
but unfortunately, the system has turned into something that's uh, quite different. It's it'd rather hide behind a bush somewhere and grab you. You know, it's like it's, it, what happened in the days. I mean, it used to be, you know, with that presence, it, it, it was just a, uh, you know. Anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm back I, I, then. I have speeding to, tickets were not a source of revenue. Right now, it is. It is a primary source of revenue. That's why they're hiding, waiting to get you. Yeah, it's just a, it's so unfortunate because that in itself turns our lives into dollar signs, and it makes it more dangerous for all the rest of us because of that that revenue stream that's created. Next, yeah, because it was it wasn't like that before, but it is like that now. Um, so I uh, anyway, <laughs> it's not fair, but we can't do anything about it. It Sadly sure enough. feels like it. it. It's it's yeah. It's like I'm always happy when I see a police car actually driving around the town I I live in, and where you can actually tell it's a police car. You know, I'm always happy when I see a police car crash because they were going too fast. <laughs> that happens too, I suppose. That's, but, that's lovely karma right there, I think. Getcha. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm all for – well, I, it's, it's almost like, yeah, technology is great, but how can we simplify our lives and get back some of what we lost? And, you know, it, I don't understand. Where, where is uh, – you're going back to, like, California – Way off the, the 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 beat here, in California, I was listening to some show that there is for every teacher there's somebody in an administrative position in the state of California. So you get whacked out numbers like that and top heavy expenses. It it, it can't mm-hmm. work. There has to be some, you know, and unfortunately, you know, there has to be some balance somewhere. It's like, you know, it's I, I don't know. I mean, how do we how do we get off that train and make it so it, back to something that's reasonable? And it's just not going the right way. It's not. It's, it's, it's continuing going the wrong direction, in my opinion. Anyway. Well, I mean, but who can fix the problem? That's the that's the question. Well, it's it's, it's like you is, just. Is don't, there anybody that knows that has any idea how to fix the issue? Well, it's I, a, I don't the, think so. the people that are in charge of it are benefiting from the from the system, right? So well, they yeah, don't want to change it because they're they're all paid and bought and, and paid for. I mean, look, everybody right. in position of power has been paid for and bought by the you know the, whoever the. Whoever the shadow government is, or whoever the big uh, secret big brother is, right? And, and it is. There's, there's very, there's, yeah. It's like, well, I'm not. You know, the, the more people I can, you know, the more people I can get fire, hired in these positions, the more money mm-hmm. I make, the better I do. You know, obviously, right. it's not good for the the taxpayer, but for the individual, it's you know, it's great. And it's just, it's just everything's going that way. Um, I always, you know, go down to like the the fire department here where where I live, and uh, I got to be. It, it, it's like they don't have the money to buy new equipment, but yet their budget mm-hmm. is two or three times what it was a couple of years ago. It's not because the money's not. It's because it's no, their people want to get the money in their hands, but it's all being swallowed up before it gets down to the level of actually paying for equipment. You know, or well, paying for uh, yeah. Stores. But also a lot of it, I, I would assume, also inflation that has a little bit to do with that. Also, where the equipment is more expensive now than it was before. So while the no budget point. is doubled or, or tripled, equipment has also gone up in price. It, it, I mean, to a point, but I don't think I think that that, that is definitely a, a part of it. But I think part of it is is that all of our uh, every every industry is getting top heavy. And oh the yeah, way it's being yeah. Admi- Administered, it's it's all most of the money is being focused to the very top. And you know, after I pay myself and my pension and my da 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 da, da I'm sorry, there's no real money to leave to give you a, a you know a, a raise, you know, kind of thing. Because it's all been swallowed up. So let's go out and get some more yeah. money so we can get you that raise. And mm-hmm. then you know, it's just the same thing. It's just it it the money doesn't flow down to the you know the the backbone of the country anymore. It's being Which a is. Pe- 
yeah, it, it, and you know what? I, you're absolutely right. And it's not just in, in Wall Street. It's not just in uh, you know big corporations. Uh, it's a trickle down effect. It's happened really in even uh, smaller companies. And I've seen that myself working here in Florida. I've seen the companies you know that mistreat their employees and they really just refuse to pay properly for the service of their employees. And and really is they just want to you know lighten their pockets, fill their pockets up with the, with the money, and uh, you know screw everybody else. I mean, it used to be a, there used to be a, a semblance of balance. At least, maybe maybe I'm wrong. That's maybe all gone now, Jesse. Yeah, it's gone. Maybe I just believed it because I was a kid at the time, and I thought that the, the mm-hmm. world was running the way it should have run. And now you're an adult, you kind of realize that maybe it's not run the way you think it should be ran. But it just doesn't seem. Yeah, you know, like I said it's not it, the most is at the behest of just a few people. You know, and and everybody that's actually making the engine run are you know they're just not they're not benefiting like they used to. Well, you know what yeah. it is also, as this country has grown, just in the last uh, 60 years, uh, and more and more corporations open up, it, it, it has become more everybody's out for themselves type of thing. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, uh, there were less companies out there, and it, and it had more of a mom-and-pops type of feel uh, to yeah. a lot of the companies. As corporations took over, look, we saw mom-and-pop uh, video stores die when Blockbuster Video came out, the big corporation. Oh, sure. took and now Blockbuster's down. gone and dead. Now yeah, they're like, gone and dead. Also, because another bigger corporation came over, mm-hmm. streaming videos and destroyed Blockbuster Video, uh, Netflix. So you know, as corporations come, they destroy that infrastructure, and really, it becomes a you know grab cash, or, or you know that's really all it is for these companies. They just in it for the for the money at the beginning, and then they like Blockbuster, they just air out in ten, fifteen years, twenty years, or whatever it is, and they're gone. And uh, really, the, the economy suffers at the end because look, the economy is not doing that great as yeah. it is. Do you think Blockbuster going out of business uh, helped in any way? Yeah, a big corporation it- like that. It's yeah. What uh, I mean, it's hard to say, but there's there's. I think it used to be, uh, the ver- capitalism has changed a little bit from in the last say, oh, thirty definitely. years. Yeah. Um, where it was, you you created a small company, you did what was right, you you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and you you helped you you helped employ people, and you made uh, you know basically that company now was a, a living thing, and it was a very positive right. thing. And it was now, a family affair almost. Jesse. Right, it was like exactly. the whole family ran it. You know. Moms, pops, you know, grandfathers ran it for years. I mean, the, that was America in the fifties and sixties. It, it was, and then, and it's, and there's, there's a balance now. Is that to start a small company? You know, we're becoming so overregulated. I mean, I agree there has to be regulation, but how do you create a balance in regulation? Because you can regulate anybody out of the business unless you're too big to fail, and that's what's going on. The huge corporations are the ones helping to make the rules and make it more difficult. Like they're like right like right now is as a small uh, small thing. I'm biting my head against it a little bit. Um, you're, you can go out there and find investors that are accredited, uh, certain net worth, that kind of thing, and they can you can they can buy stock right from your company through you. You don't have to go through an institution to do it. But if you want to go to the regular mom and pop, the regular people, hey, I'd like to, I, I believe in your idea. I'll, I want to buy a hundred dollars in stock, or I want to buy a thousand dollars in stock. You can't do that because the SEC is getting in the way, and it's right. like the reason they're getting in the way is because that wipes out the broker system. The, 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 you know, so it's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna get things in. The, you know, there, there there is legislation in place to try to get this moving forward to really get the money spread around a little bit. But right now, the the, the big guys in the block are impeding that for the sake of, oh, we have to you know be very careful how we move forward on this, and we got to move slowly and da da da. And of course, you do. You know, of course you. I mean, but, but there's one thing is uh, you're moving so far slowly that the only that when it comes to the point where you're the one that's benefiting, the slower you move, you got to really question the, the the allegiance there. So it is. It's like it, la, as of last November, you were supposed to be able to actually go out and talk to a guy on the street that like my car. 
somebody say, hey, you know, I love your idea. Can I be part of it? Yes, you can do it this way. But mm-hmm. that's still not there yet. And it's right. just, it's just, and, and, it, and it could be. Someone should have the ability. I mean, you have the ability to go and buy, you know, uh, something, you know, other investments that are, that are the crazy, you know, risky. But uh, the SEC controls the, you know, the equity in the companies. And that's, you know, like I want to beat up on the SEC. Anybody listen to this? <laughs> but, uh, but the whole point is, is, is that they're actually, that the system was put in place to allow crowdfunding was also put in place to do equity mm-hmm. crowdfunding. Right. And it's just, and equity crowdfunding, it is a better than it was, but it's nowhere where it was supposed to have been. They've had three years now to get it done, and it's just nothing it's on, the, on that on the on the level that's going to actually really help a lot of a lot of small companies. This just has my question, though, Jesse, is where is the Bill Gates of the world? You know, when it comes to technologies like this, for example. Oh no, they're busy giving out vaccines in third world countries. They yeah. want nothing to do with this stuff. You would They're, figure one of these big billionaire companies of Microsoft, Apple, no, Bill Gates, no. whoever. Population would, control first. Sorry, no. <laughs> yeah, population well, control. That's true. That's true. You know, we, we are hey, a big brother. Wrong, we are the new world know. order. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I agree. You, you know, Paul Allen's company, I think it's called, did you call it Vulcan out of Seattle? And they would, they, <laughs> yeah. they actually, yeah, he's a B, but he, they would look as like an angel investor and look to, to, to do things with people and that kind of thing. I'm not quite sure wherever that went, but I mean, it's, it's back to the kind of thing is now, you know, if you want to go out and try to get an angel investor, go on TV and do an, go in front of Shark Tank or something like that, you know, where it's just a big reality, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it Shark is Tank difficult. will eat you, Shark Tank will <laughs> eat you alive. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, it's, it's, it's amusing, but it's not definitely, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a unique. Oh, it's a brilliant it show. I got to admit it. I, I really like the show but mm-hmm. wow yeah uh funny as it is i've known i i know a good point i know i can honestly say out of all the seasons i can honestly say i've met at least a dozen plus people that have been on shark tank really? at the shows that i've been at as they were trying to hawk their product hmm. oh you mean they, they got they had they they've got money from shark tank and now they actually have the product out for sale no 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 they were at oh. the home shows and all these other events before going on shark tank oh really? oh before they went on oh yeah. okay yeah. interesting well give it to them i'm an entrepreneurial spirit go out there and do what you need to do to try to get it out there so yeah I, honestly shark tank is great but i want to meet the people that are the leftovers that didn't make it onto the tv show and find <laughs> money for them yeah, yeah that, that would be yeah the the shark tank dropout now on abc <laughs> exactly <You'd, laughs> yeah because there's some great moves and you know unfortunately part of shark tank i mean you're talking about egos and and that kind of thing that come along and something that might be great is totally trashed and it, you know you just it, it, again it, it the, the the opinion of a few people doesn't dictate the quantifiable you know the numbers of the whole marketplace right. um but uh, that's kind of the way that show depicts it. But you know, I, I'll be you know if if that I guess if that was your you know your last you know result or, or, or to go on that show, I, I assume like more power to you. Hopefully, you get something done there. If it's the last resort, it's the last resort. Yeah, right. right. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like like myself with the car. I'm doing the crowdfunding deal, and I'm really hopeful. And, and I have some leads for some larger investors that want to come on, and they see the they see. Where this is heading and why this is definitive in the in the future of you know the technology and the and this flying car is itself um, is is a, is a very good opportunity to get aboard. So, so there it goes again another pound. You know I don't know another pound from Jesse Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've seen great success on these crowd uh, crowdfunded uh, projects and 
uh, again, you know, we talked last time you were on about uh, the guy who's in the Superman movie, and yeah, if he mm-hmm. can make that money, you know, there, there's definitely room for something important like this to get made. Uh, so I, oh, I think, you know, yeah. yeah, this is definitely a good avenue for you to go to, but I still ask the question, where are the big billionaires? I mean, mm-hmm. I know I understand they're out there trying to create, uh, you know, craziness in, in other countries and kill everybody with Ebola or whatever it is they're doing, spreading diseases. <laughs> but, you know, the, there's certain people within... Uh, the billionaire community, like you know, Mark Cuban to the world, who are, would love to invest in something like this. I don't understand, like, why hasn't hasn't these people actually come out and and embraced ideas like these? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just, it's one of those things that they're they're obviously in their own world doing what they're doing, and it's like anything else. Have it's you like, did, have like you thought about it? Maybe uh, you know, approaching somebody like like a Mark Cuban, for example. Uh, do you know who Mark Cuban is, by the way? No, I do not. To even say, oh. I, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's a very wealthy man, a very wealthy man. He owns the uh, Dallas Mavericks, uh, the basketball team. He oh. actually, I, I believe, he was early on one of the owners, if not the creator, of Yahoo. And he sold. Oh. Uh, th- I think that's how he made his money. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think this is how it is. How he made his money. He sold everything for I don't know a couple billion. Yes, yeah, he's a billionaire basically. Uh, he has. Let's just say he's well to do. And he loves spending like, money on stuff like this. By the way, he'll love spending money on stuff like this. Well, you know, it's just a matter of of being able to get an audience with him is knowing somebody that knows somebody and that's kind of, you know at least that's what I've learned in in working in the film industry. It's all it's all based on who you, you know. know. If, if 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 yeah if 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 somebody calls up well hey he's my brother's uncle I can put a phone call in for you and then all of a sudden you get an audience and then all of a sudden you can make things happen it's just a, it's just getting that over that little hump you know getting getting that five minutes to to be able to explain what you're doing and, and, and you know and how you're doing it and why it's something interesting right yeah you need that bridge and also you need to know who the guy is that sure yeah, that that helps too you know <laughs> yeah there, there's little. a little bit there's a lot you know there 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 are a lot of those people but like for Mike for this car it's not it's a lot of money to me, but right. you know, personally, but over in, in the scheme of things, it's not much money to put this thing together. And right. for a, for a, for an investor to come forward that has you know this, this or a few investors come forward and make this thing happen, it's it's a very it's a it's a very small piece of the pie. Um, so yeah, it's now just, down the, down the road when the project is done, and and, I, and I'm positive this is going to be a very successful project, Jesse. I think uh-huh. this is going to uh, be really good for you in, in your life, and uh, you're going to succeed with this. Oh, uh, I know. Well, I, yeah, I'm sure it will. Have you thought of the ramifications of what this will do to your life, though, once this takes off? Uh, because, I mean, this is a big, big, this is going to take, you know, pretty much your entire life from here on out. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I can get it uh, get it going, you know, get to the point where actually in a, in a mode of building them and selling them and working with the government and, 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 and you know, creating this <laughs> system. Yeah. And like I said, it's going to take your life, Jesse. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's done. Yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. Man. I'm sorry, I had to laugh. You said working with the government. Yeah, I know, work with the government. Actually, it was, they'll, they'll tell me what I got to do. That's the best joke he said all night, by the way. That is the best <laughs> oh, part. Oh, I can't stop laughing. Oh, my God. Sorry. But my, my, where my love is, is is to take this car and then evolve to the next step, which is this uh, future technologies and theoretical technologies, and keep going forward, you know, with all that kind of thing. So it's just a matter of, you know, this is just a, it's a, it's a very good stepping stone that I can see, you know, being huge. Um, I, you know, and, and it, it's not, it can, I mean, it's, it's a matter of if it will, it's just I'm not quite sure the exact path it's going to take to get there at this point. Okay, I got to ask a stupid question. Um, while you're doing all this, what is your full-time thing that you're doing now to make sure everything is covered and you're surviving, though? 
I do everything. I am the perennial wait. I will wait on tables. I don't care. Whatever it takes to be able to support my family and me while we're doing this. I mean, I, I, I want to make sure you're being taken. You know, dude, are, are, are you surviving with all the time and effort that you're putting into all this? It's it's interesting, but you just you know okay, that, you just you that's just work hard. Vague. You work a couple jobs. You do you do you just do whatever it takes to make it happen. So are you the one that goes? Yeah, you want fries with that? Yeah, it's like I'm up to the fry maker. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> no, but just everything, you know. I I do. You know, I I have books out there. My my book out there sells, and a documentary I put together is out there selling. And you know, I have some of that kind of thing going on. So it's just kind of a conglomeration of a bunch of different things. Um, I, I do work in the film that, industry, you know? where I, I I'm lucky enough to get a little bit out of that. There's just just a bunch of different things. By the way, I mean, have you thought of uh, the possibility of maybe doing a documentary on the process of putting this together and selling that as also as a method not only for promotion uh, but for extra revenue? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like I said, one of the one of the the perks on the the plan right now is where I'm I'm, I'm writing a book for it right now. Right. But right. a documentary does will do great too. It's it's, it's I always find it's kind of funny when you're doing it if you're out there doing a you know meet and greet with people if. If uh, if I'm meeting them face to face and shaking hands and signing, people want books. If people are buying across the internet, they're buying DVDs. So it it, it behooved to have both of them. If you need a director, look me up. Just saying. I will. We got to think. We got to. Just I'm just saying. Just uh, put my name on your list there of directors. We'll I, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to be back in a, in a, about two minutes here on the other side with more Jesse Marcel the third and flying cars. If you guys want to call in, open lines for the rest of the show seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. This is the Dark Matter Radio Network. You're listening to and PSN Radio, and of course, you are listening to Skywatchers Radio. We'll be right back, everybody. team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology preventative maintenance and networking support hardware and custom built computers let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget call key information solutions now 954-973-3374 That's 954-973-3374 Or visit keyinformation.com Look up in the sky It's a bird It's a plane No, it's supermanhomepage.com The number one Superman fan site in the world Supermanhomepage.com Covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel.
Steel, and more. SupermanHomePage.com. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said The George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes, that George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. I'm hungry for something different. Zebra Bar. Get the fever. I was always eating fudge, but I wanted to snack on something else. The front is white and pure. The back is dark and naughty. What about nuts? You'll love the nuts. Which side will you try first? Zebra Bar. It satisfies your exotic cravings, whatever they are. Put it in your mouth. I'm Ryan Gable, host of the Secret Teachings Radio Show. I always attempt to bring you the best information that I possibly can on all sides of each and every story, from current events to ancient history to philosophy, symbolism, the paranormal, comparative religions, the occult, alternative science, and much more. There is not a single topic that we do not cover in relation to the unexplained and the misunderstood. I am not here to tell you what I say is truth, but to allow you to decide for yourself based on the evidence presented and the dots connected. There is no such thing as negative or positive. These are dimensional characteristics that we view through our perceptions. To catch my show, The Secret Teachings, we air every Saturday on the Dark Matter Radio Network at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can also listen on thesecretteachings.info for a free show archive of all of our past episodes. Try as you might, but no amount of disinformation, propaganda, rhetoric, or trolling on the internet will change the truth. The truth is the truth, regardless if the mass is accepted as is or if it is accepted by only one out of billions. For more information, you can again visit thesecretteachings.info. I'm Ryan Gable. Namaste. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. You know what you're really communicating. You're screaming to cell phone corporations, please put a chip in me. Past shows have looked at issues involving electromagnetic weapons, satellite stalking, RFID, orgone and organite, illegal fluoridated drinking water for infants, airport radiation scanners, secret societies, energy vampires, psychopathy, surveillance, sex trafficking, disaster capitalism. So tune in to In Other News Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio.
Gotta figure out how to do this. Hey girl, what's wrong with you today? Alright everybody, you're listening to the sounds of the Wise Frog On Twitter, check him out, Wise Frog, that's his song, real cool music And uh, we're back here on Skywatchers Radio with our guest Jesse Marcel And we're talking about flying cars, especially the one he's working on Which looks really, really cool We have a caller on the line, the one, the only, Danny Who wants, uh, wants to ask Jesse a question Danny, ask away Hey guys, how y'all doing? Hey Danny Hey, Jesse. Things are going great. Um, that's good. Uh, how's the campaign coming? How's the uh, crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, Indiegogo coming? How's that well, coming you know, along? Well, thanks for asking. You know, it really just boils down to the numbers. So it's like the more I can get everybody out there to, to like it, to uh, go to the campaign, either become part of the campaign financially or just simply help me to retweet it. Help. There, there's all kinds of uh, social buttons on the Indiegogo site, if you could press those for me, I, and, and then leave a comment. Just your your opinion, good, bad, or indifferent, but the, I, I need comments. For some reason, there was a little problem with the Indiegogo when I started it, and I lost about 20 comments. They never they never appeared, on it, and they're all gone. And comments wow. help drive you up in the Indiegogo system, and I have I think we finally got it fixed. So it's it, it, I said any anything anybody if they spend a couple minutes and go over there, that, I'd greatly appreciate it. So and it the, the, sounds the, like I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, and, and then you, you, you can locate it through the radio station right here. There's a, a banner. You can mm-hmm. click on that and go to the website, and it'll also go to the, the Indiegogo pan- campaign itself. It's really easy to get there. Yeah, for the listeners on PSN Radio, just go to psn-radio.com, and right under, like Jesse was saying, under our player, there's the banner for the website. You can go right through there and, uh, and find the Indiegogo. And really, I mean, look, for all of us uh, and all you listening out there who are fans of flying cars, and you've been fans your whole life, this is the chance right here to make it happen. So go there, donate a, you know, a few bucks, 20, 30, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you could spare. I mean, it's going to make a great thing come to life. I mean, like I said earlier, you're, this is like the dream of everybody in geekdom. Jesse, everybody who's a geek, who grew up a geek, who grew up loving uh, Back to the Future movies, <laughs> wanted flying cars and wanted hoverboards and wanted uh, this technology. Everybody who loves Star Trek, Star Wars, this is what we all want. I mean, flying cars, man, that's the future. Uh, it really it, it, is. It, it, You're right on the yeah. cusp of making it happen for us. So my hat's off to you. Present. Present on the geek. <laughs> yeah, and, and I might say something. I mean, you can add a comment. I mean, we have perks down to one dollar. You know, everything you can possibly imagine. Between like anything helps, a- anything and everything. You know, it's not socially. Tell your friend about it. Tell mm-hmm. anybody. Scream it from the now, rooftop. So, speaking <laughs> of perks, uh, what's some of the perks that people are going to get if they if they uh, donate to the cause here? Um, a couple of them are some uh, the original drawings I used to create the car from. Um, posters, those kind of things, and then uh, and then uh, up to I'm writing a book on uh, flying cars and where the, the the typhoon, the name of the car. It's all about the, const- the construction and uh, the eventual flying of the typhoon. Um, also, a desktop model of the typhoon, a little uh, key. Uh, the, the the car is going to use a proximity key, and this what you receive is an, it's identical to what you'd use to start the car, basically, and uh, and those sort of things. So, quite a few different things. 
Okay, now here's a question. Do we know what the car is going to sound like with the motor that's in it? It's going to sound like a blow dryer. <laughs> can, we get, can we get the sound effect? To go, to, can we put a little speaker in it to make it sound like... Like from the Jetsons? I think you just, that want, it, you just awesome. want that, don't you? I, 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 I was think even thinking about... Be, come on, the, tell the me that le- wouldn't be cool. That would be awesome, and the, I like the you know the like the lead sled, you know the lights okay, and stuff like that cool. coming down out of the fans, you know, and be just totally yeah. awesome. <laughs> All you got to do that is get someone cool. going, Elroy, and you're okay. <laughs> that would be the that would be the a, a fantastic entry into the documentary, wouldn't it? Actually, Should, here's that would be yeah. It, I'm yeah, I'm curious, would Hanna Barbera let you license the rights to use the Jetsons? I don't know. Ooh, I know someone. Ooh, I I I will reach out to someone for that. That would be very very cool. That would be too cool. Exactly. If you could put that together, that'd be amazing. Well, it's either that or you get Harrison Ford doing the Blade Runner ship. And that's that's all good too. That's pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work also. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can't hate on Harrison Ford. Well, I could get Chewbacca. Ever. Chewbacca would be good too. I I can get Chewbacca. They're, they're all good. I mean, C-3PO, R2-D2, he could fit uh, in there really actually, easy. You know, you could get William Shatner, and he'll sing Rocket Man. Oh. <laughs> you think he'll sing Rocket Man? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He has a good That's voice. it, right there. We got to get that. That's, you got to get that. That's what you got to get, Jesse. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for George Takai to go, oh, my, it'll fly. A flying car. Oh, there we oh go. My. See, this, this, this is the synergy and the energy needs to be created. Yes, get... get, get, get yeah, get to Kai. Yeah, that is all my. It will fly. Oh my, it will fly. I can see the commercial oh on TV my. now with Takai just walking into a, a, a white room with one of these uh, flying cars right in the center of the room, and in a scientist, you know, scientist, you know, code or whatever, and he just goes right up to him and he just looks at him and he says, "Oh my, oh my." That's it. That's the whole commercial, and then the the uh, the banner comes out you know, with the name of the company. That's it. That would be the whole commercial. Okay, right there. Super Bowl twenty seventeen. We're That's buying a spot for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Come on, folks. Perfect. Let's donate. I, I'm in for that one. Come on. Absolutely. That would be a whole other Indiegogo or, or Kickstarter campaign for that. To get George Takai. <laughs> uh, no, for the Super Bowl. <laughs> For both, yeah. Well, the Super Bowl is expensive, man. Thirty seconds, like five million dollars. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's but crazy. can you yeah. ma- can you imagine? Well, yeah, that would, would that say, would be cool. The one thing, by the way, Jesse, you do need to put on yeah. the on the thing. You uh-huh. are definitely going to put have to put on inflatable slash deflatable pontoons. That, that's an interesting idea. There, there, there is a an airbag that goes underneath underneath it for crash purposes, but. No, but I'm saying inflatable and deflatable pontoon, so that way it's land, sea, and air. That is perfect. Right. I, I did have that. I did have it in mind about obviously being the Northwest, about being able to travel from the islands outside of Seattle into Seattle real easily, rather than have to ferry your car over and be stuck in all that uh, all that mayhem. You can just go get right there. Exactly, but you got to at least make a four seater for this thing. Oh yeah, You've and then it's a four seater. Yep. And for it's 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 actually it's a scale. It's re, it's real easy. It's just the idea of making a single seater tester made the most sense. Um, but as far as creating the next level up, it's it's nothing. It's a matter of a point and click on a few parts. It's yeah, really but on, honestly, I don't think for proof of concept, a one seater is the best option. You want a four seater as your test vehicle, as your first run to prove its viability in a commuter situation. Well, I could. I, I was thinking about the sports car being two seater to start out with. Um, 
Yeah, something I'll think about because, like I said, it's 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 really like I said, it's just a matter of scale. It's not really a. Right. I, I'm just it's, trying. It's to, I'm just thinking of it. I'm just thinking about it from a a consumer mm-hmm. pull the point trigger of kind of a point of view. Where well, you have, Alan, you also have to remember as the technology gets perfected. I mean, scale and size will you know get larger as he's able right. to, to perfect this technology. They'll be able to make bigger cars. Right, but if you could show a four seater right off the bat. That oh, would be great. You know, that would be that would be like, okay, um, guess what? Um, USPS will take thirty of them for delivering mail to trial run it for all. <laughs> no, you know, you know, it, you know, this is the new uh, zip car. This is the you know, this is the new car rental at the airport. Literally, you know. Yeah, it, 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 I'm sorry. Jesse, what about a minivan model for the soccer moms? Well, I mean, the, the idea of what keeps it stable can be done to any size. Yep. It's just about, I mean, you could do it the size of a bus. I mean, so there really isn't, I mean, you're not, like I said, it's just, a, it's a scale. It's not, you're not being, there's not a problem with materials and structure and those kind of things. Yeah, but as the you scale up, I'm, I'm um, sorry, Jesse, if, as you scale up, doesn't the cabin become larger and take airflow away from the center fan? Well, no. I mean, the, the, that's it has to be scaled around the center. the The center portion has to grow with the size of the cabin. So it so would become wider, which means it right. wouldn't fit into a parking spot. Yeah, it, it'll become wider. But if you look at a, a turbine fan, it's all all a, almost all the thrust is made on the outside edge, not the inside edge. So you're talking about like a foot increase in diameter is oh. a huge increase in thrust like multiple times so it's so it's not like we're talking about a large a, a very large number sorry um, i'm not so, the rocket scientist here I'm well, that's okay. he's, not the, he's not the rocket man uh, so no it could, way, it could still be a four-seater could still be put in a garage easily there there wouldn't be i mean it, it would be a two-car garage yeah but it i mean it really take about one and a half spaces quite honestly okay. I mean, how, how soon after you have the initial two-seater done do you think the four-seater would get done it, it, like I said, it's it's all scale, and because everything is done so automated anymore that with the way the technology we're using it, um, I mean, you could literally go from a two seater to a four seater within months. Okay, yeah, so it's not that, yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's literally it's literally point and point and click on the molds, and because right. the actual the actual software and the computer where the, the, the those elements would stay the same regardless of right. two people or does 10 the software people. make all the calculations for thrust and everything for you? Yes, yes, it does. What it, program it, it, is that? I want a copy for what I want to do. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's really not very complicated. I mean, it's just basically the the computer is. I mean, your 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 iPhone or your Android has the kind of technology in it. You know, just it's it's going to be sensing you know through gyros its its direction and stability and that kind no, of no, thing. No, no, no. I'm it's, saying the design software that you designed the uh, the vehicle in. Oh, the design yeah. software. Yeah, well, SolidWorks. That's what. SolidWorks. How hard is that for me to grab a hold of? Um, uh, not impossible. I, you know, I don't know. It's you can go on SolidWorks. You get it. It's a it's kind of expensive software, but you can. I mean, you get hold of them. They'll give you a tryout and that kind of thing on it. Okay. And it's a and it's just it's just you know it's just computer aided design software. So it's kind of the the, the standard out there. Is it, is it like AutoCAD? Is it like an yep, auto- something similar similar to AutoDesk, AutoCAD, all those? Yes. Okay. And That's they they could. And all those, all those can now produce the SD files that you use in, in 3D printing. Wow. Good to know. So, so basically, yeah. like you, you're saying, so basically, if you, you you can just feed the data into the software and uh, and, and send that to the 3D printer as far as these custom or these modifications that we're talking about. So yeah. it, it really it really sounds simple. 
Yeah, it is, and it's the, the actual car isn't made of the of the plastic that 3D printers use, but the molds that make the parts can be created from a 3D printer, and that's one of the biggest challenges. So it's just you create a different size mold or whatever, and then the, then the yeah, you stretch it on the computer to make the mold right. bigger. Yeah. Exactly. Then the carbon fibers laid in, and voila, mm-hmm. you know. So you so you can. I mean, there it's we're oversimplifying it, but you know, it really that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there there, there is just a little oversimplifying. That's all. Yeah. But the, but it, but it, just because of technology and what's available today, it's crazy. And that and just like recently, just the the, the filaments using three D printers, they're creating better and better compositions that are getting stronger and stronger, and that they work better for molding processes and that kind of thing. So um, it's in, in essence, it's getting easier and easier, faster. Jesse, we, we have a segment on the show called Blast from the A Holes, and uh-huh. uh, it's uh, it's it, it literally you know emails and fast blasts we get through the system that Keith Roland created for us. Uh, you okay. know, Art Bell had. Uh, Blast from the wormhole. Uh, yeah, yeah. Since you know Miami Angel, he's Island, the a holes. You know that's what they call. <laughs> it. And we were going to do this in the first uh, half of the show before we had you on, but all the the blasts were about you. Uh, so we, you know, we figured we'll leave it for the end of the show. In the last ten minutes, we'll ask some of the questions that our listeners wanted to ask you, but weren't brave enough to get on the phone because we have a, a bunch of listeners who are scared of the phone. I guess I don't know, but. <laughs> There is a bunch of blasts here, so let's go into that segment real quick so we can uh, ask away all these important questions. And now, messages through the a-holes. All right, here we go. First one here comes from a person who calls himself uh, Jellyfish. Jellyfish, okay. Yeah. All right, Jellyfish. Uh, she want, he or she wants to know, uh, what would the speed limit be in the sky? That's a good question. Yeah, it, right now it's 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 basically what would be safe. There isn't a, there isn't per se a speed limit, unless you're talking about going faster than the speed of sound. Then there is a, there is an element to to a speed limit set by you know the FAA and that kind of thing. But I hope something mm. like this would never approach the speed of sound. But that, it's it's pretty wide open. It just it boils down to how things will become regulated in the future. Uh, be, you know, because you're talking about a, a much more direct route to get from point A to point B. You know, the, those you know with obviously no uh, stoplights, no stop signs nothing you know when you get in there even if you're traveling say half of what you go half of the 70 miles an hour you'd be going on the highway even at 35 miles an hour you're still going to get there much quicker theoretically of course well it's a straight right, line so yeah yep straight line and you know like mm-hmm. i really envision a corridor system you know the crisscross to get from here to there but like i said it's it's going to be you know a, a lot a lot less cumbersome than we have now anything like uh, uh-huh. have you seen uh, attack of the clones uh, star wars episode uh two attack of the clones oh yeah Remember the the scene where they're in the flying car and uh, Anakin jumps off the uh, the flying car. Uh huh. Remember how traffic I, I, looked in that scene? <laughs> Is it you envisioned that one day to be something like that? Maybe I don't know. There, I, you know, there there would be a system. <laughs> you know, as as you know, it's not too hard to make one car aware of another car, flying car, per yeah. se. And pretty soon, ever you know, it's gonna it's gonna almost act like a, a giant. Uh, you know, a, a, a big uh, molecule. Everything's everything's related to everything else in this air, and they'll keep themselves uh, ideally from knocking into each other. That kind of thing. There you go. So, Jellyfish, uh, that's your answer. Now, uh, next, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, we have educated listeners that listen to the show, and they give great questions. Unfortunately, uh, you know, they're scared of the phones. But here, this one's from uh, a young lady named Goldie, and I know this is a well, it can be a guy named Goldie, it could be an old man named Goldie, I guess. Right, it could be an old guy. Uh, Goldie wants to know: Has Jesse ever lost a job due to his uh, his granddad, or because of you know his heritage? <laughs> Thank you, Goldie. That's Aww. a good question. I no, I have. Why, Goldie? Are you hiring him? 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was looking for a job. No, the, you know, I no, I. It's never been. You know, in fact, people love to hear about it. I've never had anybody shy away from it. Like I, I pulled back to a quick story at my kid's school. It, mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to take it when I was going. I was going out and do a little uh, uh, a writer's tour, and you know, and then it kind of got through. Well, you know, anyway, through the school, what I was doing, and then the teachers wanted me to sign books to them. So it was really, it's really embraced. Wow, it's not, I, cool. I haven't really had any problems at all. You know, it's funny. It's funny you say it that to because, my face anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, that, then there's that too. Uh, but you know, I I found since I've been doing this show for the last uh, what now? Let's see, seven eight years. I've been doing radio now, uh, Alan. That's about right, right? You now seven years. That's about right. Uh, yeah, since I've been doing radio, Jesse. You know, I've I've had those altercations with my bosses in in the past few years uh, where they have found out the type of radio show that I do and they just usually find out on their own because somebody says oh have you heard Angel's radio show or have you heard this show or you heard that show and you know it it becomes conversation because you know eventually people hear me to talk to a guest on uh, when I'm at work or they will hear me uh, you know or they'll see me sending an email about it you know to a guest so I'm real quick or or something will happen where it'll it'll be discovered the truth comes out the truth Uh and they'll follow me on Facebook and they'll find out I do the radio shows and you know i have found that that every person who has approached me um about the shows and especially the ufology stuff not so much the comic book stuff because nobody cares about that stuff really that's just everybody knows that's just more for fun but everybody who's approached me about this show or these type of shows that i've done have been really really open-minded about it especially the bosses which shocked me the first time i had a boss uh, come up to me and he said so i hear you do a show about aliens I'm telling you, I started sweating. I thought I was going to get fired on the spot, or he was going to think I'm weird or something. And it wasn't sure. like that at all. He went into this whole story of how he well, that could and be his sexual mother... harassment because well, he no, got no. anally probed. Wow. Why did you have to go there? Man, I'm trying to tell the cool story, and he goes with the probing. Yeah, no, but, on, there was no anal anything. Anyway, moving on. Uh, no, but he, you know, he brought up a story about him and his mom and how you know they saw a UFO when they when he was a kid, and and I'm sitting and I'm yep. like, really? Like you had an experience, and he just went on and on. And dude got nervous, started like almost shaking a little bit because you know it took him back to that moment when he actually saw the ship as a kid, and he really started freaking out about it, like almost like a, a war veteran. Who has a you know sure. post traumatic stress flashback, yeah, a flashback type of deal, and and he and he was very very serious to the point where he even started going into his mom and you know started talking about his mom and how she dealt with it and she had passed away at this point and he even started crying a little bit about it and I'm like this is bizarre but this is interesting the human psyche is really ready for this stuff and look oh, this guy who you would never expect to even be into the subject had an experience himself mm-hmm. he's an experiencer uh, and I have found across the board I have not had one weird conversation with a boss where it ends up being like uh, do you wear a tinfoil hat you weirdo yeah. nothing like that at all I'm expecting it one day but it just has not happened because I do yeah. think people are more aware and prepared for there's there is that uh, that thing that's happened I think in the last 40 years 50 years especially with media where we've been conditioned to understand that this is a very real possibility that we're not Absolutely. alone and they've been here the whole time you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so. Absolutely. I have an now, experience like that today where I, uh, I, I, I won't go into too much detail, but um, I, I, was thought, I had a doctor's appointment, and um, I, I shared him what I was into, and um, I was expecting the whole tinfoil hat thing, too. And, uh, man, it, 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 was, it was a complete opposite. It, it, it turned into a very long conversation about some really interesting things. 
Yeah, you know, I found that doctors, scientists, you know, people within uh, academics, uh, they really embrace the subject when you talk to them about it. And it, it's, you would expect, you know, for it to be otherwise, like a doctor would be like, oh, that's nonsense. Well, but hold on. I, it, also, it also depends on who's talking about it. You know, it, that's it's true. Joe Yahoo from in the middle of whatever state I'm not going to offend tonight. Yeah, please don't offend uh, you know, anybody else. Exactly. You know, <laughs> says, well, I remember when I was abducted by an alien or I saw this thing flying across the sky. You know, and, you know, a doctor is not going to take it seriously. But if you're talking from an educated perspective, relaying exactly. a story or having knowledge, you know, you looked at differently. You truly are. Yeah, no kidding. So there you go, Goldie. That's uh, that's your uh, question. We got a uh, we got a couple more. I want to get to. We only have uh, a couple minutes, but oh, sorry. There you go, Goldie. There you go. Uh, next question here comes from Megan. Uh, she wants to know, Jesse, would you consider ever running for president one day? <laughs> and I, you got no, my vote. Wouldn't. I'm telling you right they now, you got my that vote. That is such a nice thing to say. I don't. Hold think on. You first got to ask Jesse. Does he really want the job? That's another good question. <laughs> what, what, what if what if I have alien DNA coursing through my body right now, and you're you're, you're inviting in something? <laughs> anyway, I don't know. That, it wouldn't be. It could not be worse than the Bush years. Hold on, hold on. Okay? And the answer is is we'd want to see your birth certificate to prove that you're a naturalized <laughs> citizen. Look, it cannot it cannot be worse than the Bush years. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we got a birth birther here for Obama. You know, it's like he might not be he might not be from America. So, yeah. so yes or no on the running for president, Jesse? Yes or no? Maybe uh, I would give it some thought. I don't think anybody would want me, but I would give it some thought. Definitely, <laughs> you got my vote. You got my. I, I think Jesse, he's got there you a great go. Personality. I think he'd make a great president. I agree. Now the <laughs> oh, next uh, blast here comes. This. Wow, your President Jesse Marcel. I'm telling you, it has a nice roll off the tongue, and you know, it flows well. President Jesse Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> now here, this is uh, from Sam. Uh, Sam wants to know: Would the flying cars be able to fly into the outer space? Wow. If you That's a great question. Thousand feet, you'd run out of air. Ah, well, then that means no. There you go, Sam. Yeah, and also, yeah, because the, the 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 fans push air. That's how they get around. And of course, there's no air in outer space, so they wouldn't really go. Now, if you got a yeah, it just it, it, you can't. Not with this kind of technology. Now, the other stuff where I was talking about being able to split. Uh, gravity or its direction mm-hmm. that would work in outer space. There you go. In fact, the next but question. The further you get away that. is the further you get away, the less gravity you have to deal with. Though Indeed. there is, and it, this would actually create its own gravity, so to speak. So it'd be it could actually mm-hmm. repel you. So there you go, Sam. That's your answer. One last question before we go here, and uh, we only have a minute, uh, so we'll make this quick. This is from Pedro down in Miami. I know this person, too. Uh, he oh. wants to know, uh, will the tech that Jesse spoke about earlier, which we were, you're talking about, the gravity technology, uh, will, will that be able to one day maybe produce hoverboards? Yes. A true, oh, thank yeah, you. Truly, that that that's that is the only to, to truly do it. To to not, you know, it's, it's one thing if you have a magnet on a board that's that's and you have magnets on the ground where they're right. you know, opposing each other. That's one thing, but to actually create something that creates its own, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's limitless. If you take out the stretch, you're talking about to the point of you know why not go for floating buildings? You know, there is there really is no limit to what's what's possible. That is awesome. Great question by Pedro oh. there. <coughs> that's your answer. Anyway, Jesse, uh, awesome having you on the show. We're, we have a minute before we got to wrap up, and I know uh, Thank Keith you is 
letting us know that we got to go. But you know, it, we have to have you on again uh, really soon, and you know, we, I want to bring you on, you know, periodically as soon as you know as much as possible to keep promoting uh, this project. And again, I urge everybody to to go on the Indiegogo page and and you know, place some cash in there, folks. This is a dream that he's uh, helping make a reality. Uh, Jesse, give out the website addresses again uh, to everybody listening in. Yep, it's Airborne Motors, A-I-R-B-O-R-N-E, Motors.com. Um, so you can find all of it right there. Very and cool, just Jesse. My, 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 phone num- my phone number's there, my contact information there, so if you want to know more about it, you know, I, I'm available. So, Angel investors, invest away. There you go! Come on, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, uh, love having you on, my friend. You're the best. You're, you're awesome. Thank you. Uh, Danny, thanks for calling in and asking an amazing question. Like oh man, I, I, have a, I had a blast. I'm so glad that I got to talk to you. You're, you're, you're the Thank man. Thank you. I, <laughs> he is. He, I and one day, too. President Jesse Marcel. Right <laughs> Predicting <laughs> the future, everybody. <laughs> Guys, stick around. There's more stuff coming on here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and, of course, on PSN Radio. Keep listening in. Uh, great, great material coming up next, I'm sure. And uh, Keith Rowland is working hard to put that together. So we got to let you go. Till next week, right here on Skywatchers Radio. Peace out for the other guy and for myself and everybody on board. Keep looking to the skies.